the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. You know what today is? Today is World Healing Day, April 29th, a day to focus on personal and global healing, inspired by research from the Global Consciousness Project, which evolved uh, basically from research at Princeton University on how human consciousness affects the physical world. Globally, it's, uh, annu- it's uh, observed in hundreds of cities uh, in more than 80 countries or 80 nations, so... How about that? It's World Healing Day. So welcome once again to the Healthiest Hour on Radio. Very appropriate that we uh, have a show today on World Healing Day from GMOs to HMOs, gluten-free to MSG. If it has to do with your health, you'll hear it here on Dr. Health. Welcome once again to the uh, program. I am David Snow, your happy, humble health stylist host, here to keep you cool and healthy, as the snowman does every week at this time. And if you miss any part of the show in the morning... Our show is rebroadcast 12 hours from right now on the station you're listening to right now. Uh, And we do appreciate you making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Did you know studies show 80% of the population suffers from depression and the other 20% of the population causes it? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but uh, not really. But my guest, um, who we'll have on in just a few minutes contends that many of us cause our own depression and mental suffering. It's an inside job, in other words. And we'll, have, uh, we'll hear from her. We'll have her on in the uh, second half of the program, Dr. Adriana Popescu. She's a licensed clinical psychologist as well as an addiction, trauma specialist. Uh, excuse me, addiction and trauma specialist. Slow down, David. <laughs> Get all the words in that you can. Uh, we only have an hour to do it. All right, uh, so she'll be with us um, in the uh, later part of the hour. But first, in just a few minutes after our features, Steve Wilson is another psychologist who actually practices laughter therapy. And, you know, this is the uh, month of laughter. Uh, April is National Humor Month. So we're using this as a finale uh, to have him on the last Saturday of National Humor Month to help us celebrate the annual commemoration that is arguably the best medicine of all. Uh, so we'll hear from him in just a minute, a couple minutes or two. 
All right. uh, Well, with spring here, it's not just spring in the air that affects our health. It's also bugs and lots of them. Now, here's an interesting story. I thought, well, I found it a little amusing. Male mosquitoes. Now, you probably know male mosquitoes don't bite you. They um, live on nectar and they're not blood sucking like the females are. But they use us humans as a hookup spot. Listen to this. Um, the mates, or the, excuse me, the males of a disease-carrying mosquito species uh, are attracted to people, even though only females drink our blood. Uh, the, um, the mosquitoes they're talking about is the Aedes aegypti. That's the, uh, the uh, type of mosquito that, that carries malaria and other diseases. But uh, researchers observe that the male mosquitoes uh, mating with uh, females, uh, they do it near people, and um, these males, which, as I mentioned, only feed on nectar, are attracted to people because they <laughs> they know that the females are nearby. Female mosquitoes, uh, you know, they seek us out by our body odor or carbon dioxide that we breathe out or even body heat. But uh, this research from the University of Melbourne in Australia found that... Um, they, that that that's actually what's happening is the uh, the male mosquitoes will hover around us, hoping that females uh, they'll attract the um, or be attracted to the females that are also uh, sucking our blood. Huh? Anyway, uh, now our pets, as you know, affect our mental health always, um, usually in a positive manner. Well, spending time with dogs, why, why do dogs make us happy? Well, it, they help with anxiety and depression, which we're going to talk about with our two psychologists in this hour of the program. Our researchers at the University of Basel in Switzerland investigated what happens when a human brain, um, or in the human brain, when we interact with our furry friends, and volunteers petted either a dog or <laughs> a stuffed animal with a hot water bottle inside it. And uh, this is while a machine measured the subject's brain activity. Well, those who cuddled a real animal, thank goodness, showed more activity in the free, uh, prefrontal cortex. Uh, that's the brain area or the region involved in social and uh, emotional processes. And uh, so this therapeutic response uh, continued even after the dog had left the room. So another reason dogs are man's best friend. All right, uh, let's see. Okay, we got, um, oh boy, we're running a little behind, so let me save that article for next week. Let's go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy, if we will, um, and um, talk about clothing. Now, uh, as you know, clothing is essential for health and uh, protection. I mean, it you know, protects us from not only cold, but also the sun, insects, which I just uh, talked about with mosquitoes, um, even body shame. But uh, there's various garment types uh, that are affected by, or, you know, they vary by climate or culture or gender. So let's uh, talk about the, uh, for the first gender being males. Jackets uh, put on to signify going to work. Removed to signify really going to work. <laughs> when you take off your uh, jacket and uh, maybe loosen your tie. What about shirts on men? The presence or absence of this is an accurate gauge of how good a time you are having. <laughs> and neckties. Oh boy, wore these for way too many years. Reduce blood flow to the head, that's for sure, allowing enough oxygen to let wearer focus on the pointless facade that was his career. <laughs> Belts, a pant fastener. Adjustable for easy gluttony. 
and uh, underwear, the sock of pants. Need to give a speech? Picture us in these. (laughs) And then pants. Uh, Put these on one leg at a time. You may require a different approach. And finally, socks, our smelliest garments. Of course, uh, you may not realize it because that article of clothing is the furthest from your nose. What about with women? Well, blouses, uh, once worn by peasant women, later sewn by them in 10-hour shifts. Skirts, popularized by women in the workplace fad of the 1970s. And then stockings, ideal casing for shapely legs or smooched faces of bank robbers. All right, that's it for the um, Funny Bone Pharmacy. But today, a special edition, which we've never done before, of the Funny Bone Pharmacy. We have uh, psychologist Steve Wilson with us, or he will be with us in just a few seconds. Um, And uh, this is in regard to National Humor Month, which I mentioned a little earlier, to help us celebrate the finale of this annual commemoration every year. And um, we'd like to welcome him to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Steve. How the health are you? Good morning. I am incredible. And you are, too. Well, thank you very much. great to be with you. Now, I want you to know that every year, since ever since starting this show back in 1990, I have been announcing your April or uh, your National Humor Month every April here on Dr. Health Radio. So I just want you to know that I'm as serious about laughter as you are. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thanks a million. Yeah, sure thing. Now, speaking of laughter, um, you know, I, as you know, I'm not a a doctor, but I I did try studying uh, anesthesiology some years ago, you know, just for fun. But, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. I I don't know what it was about. I I, I, (laughs) left you numb. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, but no, sir, no, and this is the truth. I Yesterday I was at the dentist and the procedure I had to have done, uh, I, I used or I requested nitrous oxide because I have a low pain threshold. So nitrous oxide, as you know, is laughing gas. And sure. uh, but it didn't make me feel like laughing. I mean, why do they call it laughing gas? It's more like, you know, buzzing gas. I mean, I was there, you know, I was high from it, but I, I just didn't feel like chuckling or laughing. I don't, I don't know why they call it laughing gas. Have you ever had that? Sure, sure. I have the same thing, the same with a low pain threshold. And uh, uh, when I was a little boy, uh, dentistry was very painful. Oh, yeah. It was not nearly as modern as it is. And I developed a dental phobia. Oh, really? uh, Interesting. Yeah. So I didn't, I wouldn't even go to the dentist for a long time. Uh, And when I finally got, you know, smart and had to fix up and get a healthy mouth going, uh-huh. Uh, nitrous oxide was part of what helped me get through the many hours that I had to spend in the chair with uncomfortable procedures, but it was so much more comfortable. I wasn't giggling either. I, you know, yeah. it's a good question, but I, you know, why is it called laughing gas? I guess if people relax and don't have pain, maybe they'll smile a little more. Giggle. But laughing gas is a very attractive name for it. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it would be, yeah. Now, I understand Hey, would you like some laughing gas? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I know you're not a dentist, but you are a psychologist, and uh, we've had 
well, we've had quite a few psychologists on the show over the years, over the last 33 years I've been doing the program. Uh, but in fact, uh, this, not only are you a psychologist, but I've never had a joyologist on, which you are. And uh, so I'm honored to have you on as a joyologist today to help, uh, you know, wind down April, which is National Humor Month. And I, I understand that you actually use laughter therapy in your practice. Tell us about that. Well, I, there, there, you know, the idea is to give people a perspective. Humor, uh, when it's used uh, effectively or therapeutically or beneficially, one of the things that humor does is it gives us a way of looking at things from which they don't seem as serious as they might have seemed at first. And the, uh, a sense of one, one of the good definitions of a sense of humor is the ability to see the less serious side of a situation. True. So that tells us that, uh, keep in mind, remember, whatever happens in life, even if it's unpleasant, it has many sides to it. There's a financial side. There's a health side. There's a family side. There's a social side. There works as all different mm. sides, financial side. And so uh, we can cultivate, we can learn how, to remember to look at all sides of the situation, because if you only focus on the most unpleasant part, that's going to bring you down. That's going to make it very difficult to solve problems and get going. But you said there's many. So let me look at some of the other sides of this. Uh-huh. Maybe there's uh-huh. a side that's not as serious as the other sides. And if I can see that, the chance, what will happen is my brain chemistry will change uh-huh. and my brain, the pharmacy in my brain will start to send out pleasure chemicals and chemicals that will help reduce and discharge stress. And wow. Tension. That's interesting. That, yeah. That's the, that's the science of it. Okay. And, and it comes from a giggle. Uh-huh. It, it, you, you don't even have to laugh real hard or real loud because as soon as you are amused, Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, I didn't look. Oh, yeah, I see that. That's kind of funny. Your stress hormone levels go down immediately, I'm sure. Correct. Immediate. Instant. Mm -hmm. And we'll stay there at lower levels. Some of the studies are showing for 24 to 36 hours Hmm. or or until you get frustrated, until you get angry again, and then it all starts (laughs) bad. starts over again. Then you need to hear another joke or something. You know, it it reminds me of the song. uh, What popped into my head was, uh, who was it, Joni Mitchell or Judy Collins? Uh, Both sides now. I've looked at life from both sides now. So that's what you're saying, basically, is to look at at different sides of the situation. Uh, And and look look for one that's, that's less serious. If you can be amused at all, you will have an instant shift in your brain chemistry, your body physiology, and you're on your way to being more relaxed and being able to solve problems and deal with situations. All right. Now, Just uh, from the giggle. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And and when we were talking off the air before we had you on um, a few days ago, I was talking to you and or you mentioned that a lot of uh, companies have monthly mental health days uh, where you know you can take off the day or or do something that's good for your mental health, but that you you contend that you can make it every day or make every day a 
a mental health day, even if you have to work and and can't take time off. Uh, So uh, we're going to have you on later on in the year to do a full show on this. And probably around the holidays when people tend to get depressed or uh, laughter tends to go down and, you know, stress levels go up. So I want you to... That would be wonderful. Yes. That would be terrific. Absolutely. I want to thank you for balancing out the month of April, which is also, by the way, Stress Awareness Month. (laughs) So uh, uh, stress, as as you know, is, you know, we have to balance that out. Uh, Everybody's subjected to stress. So lightening things up, I I know your um, national... Humor, well, give us the website because I know that you want to lighten things up instead of uh, people tightening up. So give us a website for people to go to for more humor. Well, go to humormonth.com. And uh, my wife, Pam, and I have put that up to bring information. So everything there is free. We're giving it away. How to celebrate humor, how to find your own sense of humor, how to help kids, your kids have a better sense of humor. You're giving them kids tools when you give them humor. And there's a program there that we give away. It's called Funny Literacy, How to Use Humor to Help Kids Love to Read. And it's for parents and librarians and teachers. Excellent. Uh, right. So go to humormonth.com. Okay, okay thank there. you. Thank you so much, Steve. And and I might mention to you also that, uh, you know, years ago, I, I didn't, we didn't talk about it when we were uh, conversing earlier in the week, but uh, I had a, a guest on many, many years ago. He was a gym buddy, and uh, he, he was a PhD, and he did his, his uh, research on laughter and, and uh, research the whole field. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, this is great and everything. So I had him on. He was the most boring guest <laughs> you could imagine. I mean, oh. laughter therapy or no laughter therapy. And, and he, oh, he was my. just so dry. And I thought, I'll never do a show on this again. But uh, you were uplifting and uh, humorous as well as informative. So we I'm look glad. Forward, I'm glad. <laughs> we David, look forward to having you on later in the year. <laughs> we're going to do good together. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That. Thanks so much, Steve. All right. Be well. You too. Keep your good billing. Bye bye. Okay, uh, coming up next, Dr. Adriana Popescu, another clinical psychologist, talking about trauma and addiction, as well as her book, What If You're Not As Screwed Up As You Think You Are? <laughs> we'll talk about that, plus many more aspects of mental and emotional health here on Dr. Health. I'm David Snow. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut-brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites, certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Although you've heard about superfoods coming from many countries, did you know there's one that's grown right here in the U.S.? That's even more potent than most of those foreign superfoods. It's Noni. 
the superfood thousands of fans rely on for promoting good joint functions, a healthy immune system, and overall health and energy. It's the brand that sets the benchmark for medicinal and nutritional strength. It's Real Noni, grown in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. That's because Real Noni is 100% organic, raw, and non-fermented. And unlike Noni juice, Real Noni is in the form of a fruit leather, making it 14 times more potent than Noni juice with no added sugar. Plus, it's more convenient and cost-effective. Real Noni is a superfood that has 60 times more antioxidants than blueberries. Experience the healing and nourishing power for yourself by going to realnoni.com, where you can also see their line of popular pain-relieving lotions. That's realnoni.com. Welcome back to the Cure for the Common Radio Show. You know, today, or uh, yesterday, rather, I was at the, um, at a, I had a medical appointment, and uh, so I walked up to the receptionist, and I I said, I'm here for my appointment. And she says, which doctor? And I said, no, no, a, a regular doctor. I would never make an appointment with a witch doctor. <laughs> so the only doctors we don't allow on this show are witch doctors and, of course, the spin doctors because we want the real doctors with us. And uh, one of them, Dr. Adriana Popescu, she's a licensed clinical psychologist. Uh, she specializes in addiction and trauma and she's also the author of a book on mental health entitled, What If You're Not As Screwed Up As You Think You Are? She's also here as an empowerment coach. She's going to empower us to be or to uh, achieve a higher level of health and mental wellness. And we'd like to welcome her to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Dr. Popescu. How the health are you? Uh, hi, David. I'm great. I actually just came from a Pilates class, so I'm feeling Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. Oh, I love Pilates. My endorphins are going, so <laughs> I'm very happy to be here with you today. Oh, that's great. You know, I, that, that reminds me of, um, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Um, I used to, uh, well, I knew his mother over the phone. I, I'd never met her in person, but we conversed uh, from time to time on the phone. And um, the, one of the last times I talked to her, she she lived until she was, I think, 95. She just passed away about a year or so ago. And um, anyway, uh, uh, Jacqueline Stallone was her name. And uh, so I'm talking to her and she says, uh, David, could I uh, could you call me back on Friday? This was uh, a Wednesday. I was calling her. She says, I have to go to my Pilates class right now <laughs> at 95. Mm-hmm. She was she was still taking Pilates. Wow. So uh, that, that shows you how. Uh, how important it is to always uh, stay fit and healthy no matter what your age is. Now, uh, let's get back to uh, talking about mental and um, emotional health. Now, the premise of your book, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that people are unknowingly lying to themselves about themselves. Is that right? Yeah, the subtitle is How We Come to Believe Lies About Ourselves and What We Can Do to Change Them. So, you know, I'm really looking at um, from the time, you know, we're a baby in the womb with our mothers, you know, we start being influenced by the energies around us. You know, we start uh, taking on the energies of our mothers, you know, and then we're born and then we're constantly getting messages from the people around us, um, from our families and schools and, and, and teachers. And if you're involved in any kind of religion or church or um, and then, of course, these days, you know, media, social media, television, movies, we're constantly getting bombarded with messages um, that are telling us how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to act. And a lot of times um, those messages can be very invalidating to folks. Um, 
you know, for example, if you are getting, I mean, you might be even getting directly told, you know, you're an idiot, you're never going to amount to anything, something we might call more abusive, but even the subtle messages, you know, especially as women, you know, we see the, in magazines and on social media, these women with these perfect bodies and we think my body doesn't look like that. So there must be something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And that's when those seeds get planted, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. Um, I'm unworthy. It's like they become, you know, the programs of your computer. They become part of our subconscious programming and we start to then function from those. And so then of course, if you're sort of energetically being that energy, you're going to attract people, places, and things that are going to mirror back to you the truth of your beliefs. And so people find themselves in these unhealthy relationships or why can I never, you know, get promoted or get ahead at work or why am I struggling so much around finances? You know, anything that I typically find with my clients that they come in wanting to work on, almost always the root of that issue is some sort of limiting belief about themselves and and possibly the world and others that just um, isn't allowing for them to be congruent with what it is they're actually asking for. So they, for example, they might say, you know, I really want to make a million dollars a year, but then they have all kinds of belief systems around money and how I, I don't deserve it, or I can't be trusted to have that kind of money. Or if I have that kind of money, everyone's going to want to come after me to get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I really, in the book and in my work with clients, am trying to shine a light on what some of these belief systems are, or BS systems, as my friend likes to call them. Um, <laughs> I like that. Where they, co- where they come from, and then to give people a variety of tools, everything from traditional psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy to more innovative, holistic approaches like energy psychology or this work I do called Access Consciousness, just offering a ton of tools for how people can start to shift the way that they're seeing themselves and heal from, you know, unresolved traumas and, and whatever else might be going on that's complicating it so that they can live their life of their dreams. They can create a life of infinite possibilities. Okay. Now, uh, now since you're a therapist, uh, Dr. Pescu, um, isn't it harder, uh, you know, being a mental and, and uh, emotional health therapist uh, versus a, a, a medical doctor, uh, isn't it harder for you to d- diagnose a, a condition in that regard, a mental or emotional conditions, versus a medical doctor diagnosing some physical ailment where they can, you know, run a lab test or maybe take an X-ray or other diagnostic procedure that results in a tangible, you know, in uh, some evidence of a problem? I mean, it, it, it seems like a more of a gray area in medicine with uh, mental and emotional health. I think so. I mean, whether I'm a psychiatrist, MD, or psychologist, PhD, which is what I am, I think diagnosis in general is a tricky thing. For one, we base our diagnoses on something called the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It's currently in version five, um, meaning that every time it gets updated, the diagnoses change and the criteria for to meet those diagnoses will change. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't necessarily use the DSM as um, a Bible, if you will. Uh, it is useful for putting codes on a form so a client can get insurance to pay for services. And for some people, it is helpful for them to know, oh, I have this diagnosis that's called bipolar disorder. Maybe I'm not really as screwed up as I think I am. I have this condition. For some people, they find that helpful, and other people find that diagnosis limiting. I have a tendency to kind of look at these as two-dimensional categories that we're using that have a ton of overlap between them. 
but, uh, you know, these sort of two-dimensional structures we're using to define multidimensional people. Right, right. And, and some people can have more than one condition uh, or uh, like a, there's a spectrum of each each disorder, just like autism spectrum disorder. Uh, but Correct. it's not just autism. There's there's other uh, both physical and, and emotional diseases or conditions that have that spectrum, you know, where somebody might be uh, they might not be diagnosable to where you can label their particular uh, situation with with a disease name or or a condition name, uh, but that they still could be suffering from it. Uh, they just haven't uh, gone off the deep end or, or gotten uh, severe enough to uh, to have it be labeled as, as such. So, uh, uh, Doctor, we need to take a bottom-of-the-hour break, and when we come back, I have many more questions for you on mental and emotional health, including what energy psychology exactly is. So let's get into that. And then since you opened, I, I, you kind of took the wind out of my sails. I did have a question on, uh, as I call it, anti-social media, but uh, how especially our young uh, people are affected by Facebook and Instasham and all those uh, other um, anti-social media sites, uh, which we'll get into. And then trauma and addiction. That's one of your specialties, and we want to get into that as well, because especially since the pandemic, uh, you say that you have a, I mean, you're doing a blockbuster business in your practice with all the patients that you have since the pandemic, or as a result of the pandemic. So we'll talk about that as well with my guest, Dr. Adriana Popescu, talking about mental and emotional wellness here on The Healthiest Hour on Radio. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, uh, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with the medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Theralac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. 
Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Snow, 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 snow. That's right, it is. Yours truly, David Snow on your radio. Here to keep you cool and healthy and here to keep us well and healthy mentally from uh, from the neck up at least. Dr. Adriana Popescu, a licensed uh, clinical psychologist, and uh, she has over 25 years of experience in mental health addiction and recovery, as well as um, dealing with trauma patients. And uh, let's talk about that, Dr. Popescu. Uh, since, since the pandemic, there's been a lot of... Um, well, people more addicted to uh, not only alcohol, but other drugs as well. Uh, tell us uh, how your practice has changed as a result of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I mean, people being stuck indoors um, when we were in lockdown, a lot of people lost their jobs, people lost their businesses, um, relationships. You know, we had an increase in domestic violence. Because divorces. People were stuck together. Yeah. Divorces. Um, we had a lot of kids really struggling, especially when it was at home schooling. So yeah, this, uh, the, all the statistics are showing that mental health, um, mental health issues have, have gone up addiction. I, I mean, we already were in the middle of an opioid epidemic that just exponentialized. Um, we have more people feeling suicidal and very depressed. So yeah, during the pandemic, I'm also the clinical director at a women's drug and alcohol rehab, and we we saw our numbers go up. Um, All the therapists I know, including myself, uh, you know, ended up with full practices, with wait lists. Clients were having a harder time finding a therapist that was available. So the pandemic has had a huge effect uh, on the mental health field, for sure, and people really still, I think, are dealing with the aftermath. I mean, many people lost loved ones to COVID. Right. Um, there was a lot of loss. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of, um, there was a lot of anxiety uh, that we saw in folks as well. And because the medical field was so focused on COVID, a lot of physical health issues got ignored. You know, I was just reading right. an article the other day about STIs, you know, uh, sexually transmitted oh, right. infections and how those have shot up because people were not going to the doctor during the pandemic and they weren't getting checkups and blood work. Um, so, you know, things were going undiagnosed, you know, undiagnosed and then things opened up again and people became more active. And so now we're seeing, you know, big rates wow. and diseases. Mm-hmm. We thought, well, you know, syphilis and gonorrhea and things that were supposed to be, you know, uh, extinct by now, but, uh, but are not and have made a big comeback. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, now, now I asked you earlier about, you know, uh, being, 
harder to diagnose uh, mental and emotional uh, conditions uh, as well as uh, downright um, diseases uh, versus physical ailments. Now, as you know, in the medical model for physical ailments, um, patients are often encouraged, encouraged to seek a second opinion. Now, is it the same uh, if in regard to uh, mental and emotional conditions? Because it seems like, you know, if, uh, if people question a doctor's diagnosis or treatment, uh, that is a medical doctor, uh, recommendation or maybe a prescription or a surgical procedure, uh, they'll seek a second opinion. But how often is it the case when it pertains to our mental and emotional health? It doesn't seem like it's uh, as prevalent in that regard. Actually, um, I think there's a lot of dispute about people's diagnoses. You know, we have clients who come to the rehab who were given, for example, a bipolar diagnosis uh-huh. by, you know, someone who maybe saw them once or twice. So maybe they didn't get a chance to really get to know the person to be able to give, you know, a more accurate diagnosis. Or if the person was drinking or using drugs at the time, you can't always differentiate what is what symptoms are being caused by the drug and alcohol use uh-huh. versus mm-hmm. what is a true mental health condition. Right. So oftentimes in addiction treatment, we wait a while. We you know we wait until the client has the drugs out of their system until they have some time to kind of sort of stabilize and we can see what their baseline is. And we may come to find that what we thought were bipolar symptoms were in fact stimulant related symptoms. Uh Um, You know, if you're, if you're doing meth or cocaine for days on end, you aren't going to be able to sleep and you might engage in riskier behaviors and appear manic. Um, And sometimes people aren't being truthful, you know, with their doctors about their substance use. So the person comes in looking manic and they think bipolar, but in fact, they're spun out on speed. Wow, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the the real, the real personality versus the drug induced personality. Correct. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Now, um, you, you have in your book, the number one cause or the thing that holds a person back from success, be it health related or maybe in their occupation or having to do with their personal life. What, what would be the, the number one thing in your opinion that holds a person back from, from success, uh, no matter how you define it? The belief that they can't back to those, you know, limiting, I actually call them core false beliefs. Uh, that was a term that was coined by, by, by my good friend and colleague, TJ Woodward. We've collaborated on a series of books um, and workbooks around a topic called conscious recovery. And we talk about, you know, fundamentally, you know, those beliefs we talked about earlier that you form when you're a child, those actually aren't true. Um, we're all born in this world whole and perfect. You wouldn't look at a baby or a young child and say, there's something wrong with you. You're, you're not enough. You're unlovable. You know, like those, Uh, that's not our true essence, mm -hmm. right? Like, and this is more sort of getting into the spiritual, but that's not our true spirit. Our true spirit is love and light, but we learn these core false beliefs. We have traumatic experiences. We get Maybe we get bullied at school, we get harassed, whatever it is, and we come to believe that there's something wrong with us. And so therefore, it's that, you know, like I said before, that can hold you back. If you don't believe you're capable of being successful, let's say on your own, you know, having your own business, then you'll never try or you will try and you will inevitably fail because your belief is, is so strong mm. that you confirmation bias, which is a term we use in psychology, will say that you're always going to look for the data that supports your beliefs to be true. So even if you've had some successes, but you believe you're a failure, all you'll see is failure. 
Uh, and, and it will end up being what you create. Okay, and it, it doesn't matter if it's um, job or occupation-related, marriage-related, relationship-related. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it Anything. spans everything. Okay. Spans yeah, the... people who have a physical health condition, like they've done tons of studies on this, right? Mm-hmm. Someone gets a cancer diagnosis. If they believe, if the doctor tells them you've got two months to live, and they actually believe that, most people will die within that two months. Mm-hmm. If right. the person says, no way, I'm not letting this cancer beat me, I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat this thing. Mm-hmm. They have a much more likely chance of doing that because they believe that to be true. And if they you know, really are energetically congruent, meaning that their subconscious beliefs are also congruent that I can do this, I believe in myself and I have the confidence to know that I can beat this thing, then they are much more likely to be able to do that than the person who doesn't believe in their capacity to heal. Okay, now you mentioned energetic. Um, let's talk about energy. You have the term energy psychology in your book. What? How does that differ from traditional psychology? Energy psychology has really evolved in the last 40 or 50, well, probably, you know, from the 70s and 80s, yes, is when it started. And it really is a more holistic perspective. It's mind-body medicine. It's, mm. it's cognitive somatic practices. So we're looking at not just what's going on in your cognitions or your thoughts and beliefs and your emotions as well. We're looking at um, how the body is affected, how your spirit is affected. It's a much more holistic perspective Um, For example, if we're talking about trauma, trauma is not something that you can just talk about and heal. That doesn't typically work very well because trauma actually gets locked in the body. And most traditional talk therapies are not addressing the trauma that's locked in the body. And so a whole field of, of somatic and energetic psychology is developed that includes the body in the healing process. And it may be things like hands-on energy work, like Reiki, um, access consciousness has a body processes called the bars and other body processes. Um, you have somatic experiencing, which is about working with um, the energy that's stuck in the body from trauma. The uh, EFT, you know, these tapping techniques where you're stimulating acupuncture points um, that are helping to not only release the the fear and the trauma and the emotion that's locked in with the beliefs of, uh, or the rather the memories of those traumas. But it actually, when you do EFT tapping with trauma, you're able to release all that energy of the trauma. And you have something called memory reconsolidation where a memory that once, you know, would be super triggering for you and cause flashbacks and nightmares, let's say a car accident. Every time you drive past the spot of the car accident, you know, you start to get that fight, flight, freeze response. These techniques neutralize that fight, flight, freeze response and make it so those triggers, those trauma triggers, no longer impact you and you don't get activated every time you smell that certain smell or drive past that certain place. You're able to remember that it was a very painful, scary experience, but you will not continue to re-experience those symptoms, which is what people who have unresolved trauma and people who have post-traumatic stress disorder will experience. Okay, I was just going to ask you, so you do treat PTSD, and and that's the way you treat it, is the way you're describing it? Through these more, I also use um, a technique called brain spotting, which emerged from EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy, which has been around for many, many years, and is a well-known trauma treatment that, yeah, again, involves kind of left brain, right brain stimulation, 
Um, we are uh, working with um, the memories of traumas, or, or it can be used for other things as, as well. But mostly, you know, people are using these techniques for trauma treatment. And again, accessing the memories, processing through them, and then allowing the stuck energy to be released so that people no longer keep functioning from this energy that's constantly keeping them in, the, in a state of fight, flight, or freeze. All right. On that note, doctor, we need to take one last break of the hour. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about treating alcoholism. Uh, if you haven't, uh, or I'm, I'm wondering if you've heard of the uh, organization Passages. Uh, I think that's in your area, isn't it? Uh, have you heard of that? Southern uh, California. Yeah. Oh, it's Southern California. That's right. Malibu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I recently heard their, you know, their spiel and it seems like it uh, kind of ties into what you're doing uh, using the holistic methods of uh, healing and and treatment. Uh, So we'll talk about addiction as well as um, other things having to do with Dr. Popescu's book, and we'll tell you how to get the book, What If You're Not As Screwed Up As You Think You Are. I love that title. And also, uh, Doctor, I think it's appropriate we have you on today because did you know that today is World Healing Day, April 29th? Yes. Yes. Uh, So it's very appropriate uh, or timely that we're having you on. Back after this with much more information for your good health here on Dr. Health. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Dr. Health returns right after this. When choosing a food supplement, what's most important to you? If you said safe, effective, contaminant-free, and non-GMO, 100% of the population agrees with you. So out of the thousands of brands out there, which one do you choose? Natural Factors is the healthiest choice. For over 60 years, family-owned Natural Factors has been committed to the quality of their products, excellence in science and education, and caring for people and planet. And with over 900,000 square feet of manufacturing, Natural Factors is big enough to do it right. They are also one of the only companies to do it all. With their own certified organic farms, over 2,000 acres, their own extraction, encapsulation, laboratory and research facilities, plus a vast network of academic and scientific experts. From farm to shelf, you can trust Natural Factors to bring you the best food supplements available anywhere. And they're available at your nearest natural food store or go to naturalfactors.com. Although you've heard about superfoods coming from many countries, did you know there's one that's grown right here in the U.S. that's even more potent than most of those foreign superfoods? It's Noni, the superfood thousands of fans rely on for promoting good joint functions, a healthy immune system, and overall health and energy. It's the brand that sets the benchmark for medicinal and nutritional strength. It's Real Noni, grown in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. That's because Real Noni is 100% organic, raw, and non-fermented. And unlike Noni juice, Real Noni is in the form of a fruit leather, making it 14 times more potent than Noni juice with no added sugar. Plus, it's more convenient and cost-effective. Real Noni is a superfood that has 60 times more antioxidants than blueberries. Experience the healing and nourishing power for yourself by going to realnoni.com, where you can also see their line of popular pain-relieving lotions. That's realnoni.com. 
Since 70% of your immune system is in your gut, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria and their patent protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects and True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com. Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. Welcome back to the program. It's David Snow on your radio. It's the weekly dose of verbal vitamins and your cure for the common radio show. And you can always go to the website, drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. After next Wednesday, if you want to hear a repeat of today's program or 12 hours from right now on the station you're listening to right now, we uh, will rebroadcast the show, uh, the morning show this evening. Uh, And if you're just joining us, Dr. Adriana Popescu is my guest. She's the author of You're Not As Screwed Up As You Think You Are. And, uh, Doctor, how can people get the book? They can go to whatifyourenot.com, and from there they can find links to the book on Amazon and where it's also sold at Recovery Bookstore. All right. And it does have a more explicit title, so yes, you might need uh, to go to the website first to find that. Okay. Well, what if you're not.com? Is that right? What if you're not.com? Okay. And speaking of books, uh, did you know today also is Independent Bookstore Day, a one day national party uh, honoring more than 500 independent bookstores? Uh, they're not just stores, they say, they're community centers and local anchors run by passionate readers. And I always like to support uh, local stores instead of, um, you know, those big, huge companies that people order and get it uh, 24 hours later. <laughs> I, li- I, like, yeah, uh, I yeah. like browsing and uh, perusing and, you know, uh, serendipity. Uh, I, I inevitably will sometimes discover another book or magazine that I think, oh, that's perfect. I've been looking for that and I didn't know, you know, anybody had it or it didn't. I didn't know it existed. Uh, but uh, in my mind, uh, you know, it's it's always a. Uh, a delightful um, activity or outing whenever I go to a bookstore. Anyway, that's just my take on it. All right. Uh, so one area of um, uh, of uh, the specialties that you or uh, the things that you focus in on are addiction, uh, which we uh, touched on, and um, and trauma. Now, what about alcohol addiction? Now, a lot of people have uh, become maybe not alcoholics, well, some have, but uh, they're consuming more alcohol as a result of the pandemic. What what have you seen in your practice in that regard? Well, for sure, we've seen an increase in alcohol and all kinds of substance use, really. I mean, you know, marijuana is legal in my state and in, you know, many, many states now. So we're certainly seeing an increase in that as well. Pills, you know, a lot of people find themselves, you know, taking a pill, let's say, for an injury, 
and then they find themselves hooked on opioids and you've got, you know, benzos like Valium and things like that. So all the drugs are are very popular still and and people all over are using them. Um, And it's really, you know, we, I tend to look at this, you know, again, through this conscious recovery lens, um, which is also, you know, this more holistic perspective where, what if, and Dr. Gabor Mate talks about a lot of this as well, what if the addictive behavior is actually a symptom of something else? Uh-huh. Um, it's a symptom, you know, Dr. Gabor Mate might say, it's a symptom of loneliness and disconnection, you know, that people have become so disconnected, in, in especially in the pandemic, right? But also through the use of devices and media and people aren't really you know, you, you see people out at a restaurant and everyone's on their phones. People aren't even really oh, interacting. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, yeah, don't get me started on that. I mean, you know, the paradox yeah. or the uh, <laughs> the irony of of the fact that people think that, well, I got to stay connected. And, and yet they're more disconnected that they, than they ever were from not only yes. people, but also nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, yeah. uh, you know, the fake book, the Insta sham, the twiddle, the stinked in. I, I mean, you know, don't get me started <laughs> on all those names. But uh, have you actually uh, guided people through digital detox? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've had clients who, who yeah, I've had clients who've had um, technology addictions for sure. It's the, whatever you're addicted to, whether it's the, it's the drugs, alcohol, food, gambling, sex. Um, devices, exercise, work, it's all the same mechanism in the brain. Uh-huh. And it's all, we, we see it all through the same lens. Like yeah. I'm looking at it through the lens of you have a symptom. I'm, I don't tend to follow the disease concept as much. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it more as your, your behavior is a symptom of something, uh, as something deeper that's going on. Maybe the disconnection is also starting with yourself. It's a spiritual disconnection where you're not connected to that part of you that feels whole. Um, oh, you mm. feel fragmented and broken. You might not have a connection to nature or higher power. Or a universe, personal, God, uh, another person. That is. Uh, maybe another yeah, person. Yeah, or another person. Yeah. And, and the pain of that, because trauma will also do that. It will isolate you because you don't feel safe. You don't feel like you can trust. And so you'll t- typically become more isolated and cut off. We're meant to be social creatures if that needs not being met, or you could be self-medicating something else. Maybe you do have physical pain, you have a medical condition, mm-hmm. maybe you have depression, anxiety, whatever it is, and you're using these addictive behaviors to, to try to change the way you feel. Well, one and affects so the other. We actually, yeah, what, what, you know, of course. body affects the mind and vice versa. Doc, well, I hate right. to uh, cut you off, but we've run out of time. We have less than a minute left. Give us your website one more time and the book title, please. Although not the real book title, but <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> the on-air book com. title. <laughs> the on-air book title, what if you're not.com, and people can find me at my trauma Healing Center, firebird-healing.com, or my personal website, adrianapopescu.org. All right. Thank you so much, Doc, for uh, being with us, and keep us apprised of any trends in mental health uh, that uh, come about in the future. All the best. Thanks so much for having me. All right. There goes Dr. Adriana Popescu, and here we go with another edition of the program. But uh, join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of Dr. Health Radio. Until then, I'm David Snow. Thanking you for joining us and joining us again next week for another edition of the program. And remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.